0: Alrighty, good evening, everybody. Guru and Wiz, Fantasy Football Podcast, Team Capsules, and we are up to the AFC champions last year, Super Bowl champs in 2019, the Kansas City Chiefs. So, Wiz, uh, I know this is a roster we love to look at. Fantasy guys love to look at this roster. But, you know, would I be being a little bit out of line saying that after what this team did in 2018 offensively, do you see a little bit of disappointment the last couple of seasons? I know we had some injuries to deal with, but this was not the top-scoring team in the NFL, not even in the top five, actually, last year. Uh, you know, I don't know. I have some teams caught up to this system a little bit. I know we have a lot to talk about, particularly at offensive line, where I think at the end of the day, it probably cost them, uh, you know, a Super Bowl championship last year. But, but you know, I don't know. Maybe a little bit under, underachieving, given how we rate this offense and the players on the offense not necessarily from a fantasy perspective, but just in terms of production.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they've probably been a little disappointed in their lack of uh, converting, especially in the red zone. Uh, It seems like he resorted to a lot of trickery, uh, a lot of these uh, you know schoolyard-type plays. And I think a lot of that was the fact that Clyde Edwards-Alaire just had trouble. He had trouble moving the pile when they got down to the red zone uh, inside the five. He wasn't necessarily reading the plays correctly. Uh, I'm sure that'll improve in his second year, or if it doesn't, then you're going to see a lot more of Darrell Williams, a guy that they feel probably uh, more comfortable the ball off in, the, in that type of situation so yeah i think it's a little disappointing and uh they have elite elite talent um quarterback one overall tight end one overall and maybe a wide receiver one overall we'll, we'll get to all of that but uh yeah what can you say really about Patrick Mahomes except uh he is just so much fun to watch and uh The arm talent and the throws and the off script plays he makes uh, are just you know something to behold.
0: Yeah, look, he's an amazing player. You know, he has to be the number one choice at quarterback. We we love what he's done. Uh, There's no, I think he had double digit over. 50 yard touchdowns, you know, the last two years he's done that, uh, you know, two years ago injured a little bit last year, I think they would definitely compromise by that offensive line play between guys being hurt and and players opting out and a lot of different factors affected us. Uh, but you know, this is an unbelievably talented player. Uh, he's got two amazing weapons in, in Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, but they're going to need some help from some of the other parts. And you know, th- that's a big question that we're going to talk about. Here. I don't think there's much discussion to talk about that. Patrick Mahomes is the number one quarterback. I think that people are going to choose on the fantasy side of things. Uh, I think if you're making a commitment to that player, both on an on the au- in an auction league or in a snake draft, you know it's going to cost you a high pick in a snake draft. It's going to cost you a lot of money in in, uh, in an auction draft. And but you're committing to that player and watching him week in and week out. Uh, and and what's more pleasurable than watching a player like Patrick Mahomes? You know, I think at times like, a, a frustrating guy a few, in a, in a few weeks last year. But when the when this offense is on and it's it's on frequently, uh, it's hard to argue against this guy being the number one quarterback in fantasy circles.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's no there's no question about that. You know, the the interesting player coming into this year, because she doesn't know that Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey are just short things, is quite Edwards Hilaire as we move to the running back uh, position for Kansas City and he was way, way overhyped last year. People even talking about him should be taking over McCaffrey um, and and drafted his top five in most formats. Uh, I think he was overhyped, and I think, you know, he... Performed okay at times. Like I said, he, he was disappointing, uh, for that, for being drafted, for the people that drafted him that early, uh, especially in the red zone. He just seemed to not be able to get in there and had a lot of chances. But I think he's, he's, he's being looked at correctly this year. He's running back too. He's not a top 10 guy, uh, but I think he is running back to this year. I think the more interesting question when it comes to the Kansas City running back is if, you know, you're going out to get Clyde Edward Delaire, you know, who do you feel good about as a handcuff? Because you certainly want to have a handcuffed guy to Alaire in that offense. Is it the steady Darrell Williams? Is it the more electric Jarek McKinnon? Darwin Thompson has always shown glimpses. So uh that's how I see it. I see Edward Delaire as running back two coming into this year, and kind of the handcuffs. A little bit of a conundrum. How do you
0: see it? Yeah, I think it's tricky there. So uh, the one thing I'd say about Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think it was kind of interesting last year. Remember the start of the season? Remember that first game? You know, they tried to punch it in a bunch of times from inside, you know, like the five-yard line, and and Edwards-Alaire couldn't do it. Um, So I think that that's a puzzling thing for me. Is he a guy that he's going to be trusted around the goal line? He did have a lot of touches in his first six or seven games and I think that kind of changed when Le'Veon Bell came into camp but Le'Veon Bell was done as a player uh, but uh, unfortunately he was on the field and I think Clyde Edwards was definitely dealing with some injuries later in the season. I think Daryl Williams is is, is is to me a concern because I think this, when I say a concern, I say a concern in a good way because I think he has the trust of the organization when he's in there he's able to do things, he can catch the ball, he's a, he's a little bit more powerful, I think probably trusted around the goal line a little bit more. That's the guy I'd be looking for if something would have happened to Clyde Edwards-Alaire as the guy that I'd be looking for to do the damage fantasy-wise. I think the biggest change here is obviously what we've seen in the offensive line where, you know, last year they had a lot of holes there. But, you know, they they made quick work to sign guys, draft guys. Orlando Brown, Joe Thune is here, drafted Creed Humphrey. I think the big thing that impacted them last year was Laurent DuVernay-Tardif. He he ended up opting out, taking care of COVID. Uh, He's a doctor, and that's what he was doing in his home country uh, of Canada. And Mike Remmers is the one remaining guy on this offensive line that wasn't here last year. So it's an interesting group. I think – I, I would I would say you know Kansas City is going to be a lot better because of this group. They also have Kyle Long. They've dragged him out of retirement to add some depth here. I'm not sure he's going to be ready for the start of the season, but you know to answer your question, I, I the confident guy I have is Daryl Williams. I think Daryl Williams is a possibility. You know, depending on how things shake out, that he could actually be one of these guys that we we could see having some standalone value. Maybe like a um, maybe like a Murray uh, Latavius Murray in, in New Orleans. I could see that. that. That type of guy being developed here in terms of fantasy, a guy that you could use as a streaming option in some weeks as a result of the trust that the organization has in the player.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see that. He's certainly a steady guy and someone that they feel good and comfortable about if he's in there. The last thing I want to say about Clyde Edwards-Alaire is that his 36 receptions was a major Major disappointment last year. And uh, if he doesn't improve on that number, he's not going to improve and get into that running back one category. So we'll have to see about receptions. Well, can I, ask you, uh,
0: I can ask you on that, Wiz? I mean, bringing McKinnon in here, and if we go back to the role that – forget about the last couple of years in San Francisco because he was hurt the whole time. But if I think back to what McKinnon did when he was with your Vikings – there is some concern that I have on, on what McKinnon's role could be on this roster. And, you know, I agree with you. You know, I thought that, we're you know, and I think a lot of the football community and, and there were those comparisons, the Brian Westbrook comparisons that, that people were looking at and getting excited about. I don't know. I think you might have to worry about what Jarek McKinnon means for, for the catches for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire.
1: Yeah, that's why I said at the top of this that I'm not quite sure You know, you want to have a handcuff because this is the offense that you want to be a part of. I'm just not quite sure what the roles are going to be, but uh, you know I think there is some question about you know who, the usage of all of those players. And if edwards uh, Hilaire is not you know you know, get those get those important yards on third and fourth down and doesn't score in the red zone, his uh, his value could could really drop. But someone that there is no question about it, is the great Tyreek Hill who is probably wide receiver one or wide receiver two, uh, depending on how that situation ends up with uh, Devontae Adams and, and Aaron Rodgers. But the question is, at the wide receiver position, is there anybody that you would consider to be, a fantasy football starter, where there you could draft them uh, as a as a wide receiver three in this elite offense. Do you feel good about anybody that's not named Tyree Kill?
0: Yeah, so I think we're gonna. You know, you know how much I dislike Sammy Watkins as a player over the years in fantasy, and I think you know you and I watched uh, shockingly you know, the performance of McCall Hardman last year in the Super Bowl where. I don't know what planet he was on or, or what he was doing, but it didn't look very good. There was no concentration. He, he looked like he didn't know the playbook when he was on the field. And, you know, there are some concerns about that. Demarcus Robinson has had a few little flashes, um, but I'm not sure I, c- I can count on him. I, I think I'm intrigued by a couple of guys, and I'll be watching very closely uh, how these players develop as camp goes on, because I'm not sold that 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 McCall Hardman is going to be that number three option. I'm intrigued by Byron Pringle. Uh, I think he's been talked about and he's been with this on this roster for a few years now. So I'm intrigued by that particular player. Uh, they, they drafted Powell, uh, a big player uh, who I think uh, will be a few years away. But, you know, depending on how quickly he develops, I think it's something that, you know, it has to be looked at. I'm not sold on McCall Hardman being that option. So I, I think when you look at it, you know, my my lean is that a player that I'm watching very closely is Byron Pringle. That is the guy that I think everybody should be looking at as a potential option because he's been here for a few years. There's been some times where he's been talked about. There's been a few games where he's actually gotten a bunch of targets. Uh, like I said, Demarcus Robinson's had that opportunity before. So that's the guy that I'm targeting. I, like I said, Cornell Powell, I think it's a little bit too early for that player. Uh, and I'm I'm not convinced that... Aside from those bombs once in a while to, for Hardman to get, I just feel like last year he showed us he, he made a distinct regression from what we saw in his rookie year where he made a number of big plays. So
1: we got a glimpse of what things would lo- look like with Tyreek Hill. I mean, he, he missed some games and, um, you know, these last couple of years. And when he's missed those games, it, it's not like any one of those guys, whether it was Sammy Watkins or Hardman or... Pringle or Demarcus Robinson, where, you know, Mahomes is looking for them, like, once in a while, one of those guys, Hardman, would catch a few long passes. Uh, That's his specialty. But can any one of those guys step up and become, you know, fantasy football relevant? Can one of those guys become a fantasy football starter, where they're, you know, a number three, you know, fantasy football receiver where they could finish in the top thirty to thirty five. If Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, boy, that's a golden opportunity. So I'm not quite sure I don't really have any confidence in in any of those guys in particular. Um, uh, you know, you'd like to draft guys on Kansas City, of course. Uh especially if you draft Tyree Kill, you'd like to draft and maybe another wide receiver figuring that he's gonna be on the field with Patrick Mahomes a lot. Uh the question is who and uh you know, I'm fine with the Pringle guess. I think that's as good as uh you know as 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 any of those guys. So it's interesting to see an interesting dynamic with that offense and that quarterback that nobody except Tyree Kill seems to have much confidence in either you or
0: I. Well, well, I'd say the other thing is, you know, point that you made, you know, Tyreek Hill, has. we see, you know, this is a guy that's not the biggest guy in the world. Now, granted, he got used a lot more in the red zone inside the 10. They threw to him a lot more last year and he was effective, but he's not the biggest guy. We've seen him come up limping a lot of times. Uh, he's going to take some shots. I'll throw one player at you, Wiz. And if we, we go back, I'll go back to Hard Knocks back in 2018 uh, with the with the Cleveland Browns. And if you remember, Antonio Callaway pulled some real doozies. Uh, this is a player he played college football at Florida. Had a lot of problems there. Hasn't been able to stay on the field in the NFL. But when he was on the field, actually uh, in 2018, he actually in limited play had over 40 catches, 570 yards, and five touchdowns. And we haven't seen. Him much on the field. He is on this roster. Uh, they're giving him a chance here. I, again, I'm not saying that this is, this is a situation where, you know, it's going to happen, but, you know, this is a player that has some talent and maybe a reclamation project that also might be worth just keeping an eye a situation keeping an eye on, given that there is an opening here for another receiving option on this team.
1: Yeah, because I'm not quite sure who the number two receiver is. I'm not not sure Andy Reid even knows. So it's something to keep your eye on. This is one of those situations where you may want to find out and see what the beat writers are saying and see the the reliable guys uh, who cover the Chiefs, how they feel, and and, and see like who's playing with the first-team starters and and looking at that because there is a real opportunity. But... uh, where there's no guesswork is 87 for Kansas City, the great Travis Kelsey, who is, um, you know, not only tight, the number one tight end, but he's going in uh, in the first round and in all of these snake drafts. And, um, you know, wh- what can you say about Travis Kelsey that hasn't been said? I mean, he's just unstoppable. Uh, the other team knows what Chiefs are going to do. And uh, it's one of these things. It's kind of like. Mariano Rivera, where you know that splitter's coming, you know he's thrown it to lefties, you know you know, what the, you know that, that that pitch is coming, and you can't do anything about it. And it looks like that it's a similar situation. It's a good comparison, I think, with, with Mahomes and Kelsey, where you know the plays, you know the routes, you know what they're doing, but they're just so elite at their respective positions. He just
0: can't be stopped. Yeah, un- unstoppable, I think, is a proper word. And I think, you know. I've seen this happen in a few leagues, as far as auction leagues go, where I think people have a lot of confidence in putting two of the, you know, two or three of those players. I actually did that a couple of years ago when when Mahomes was kind of a, more of an unknown commodity. I think it's a little bit different, more expensive these days. But I don't know. Travis Kelsey's value, I think, is re, you know because of that kind of unstoppable. You know, last year was, and if you remember this on the prop bets, like almost every week they were putting his prop line yardage somewhere in the kind of, I guess in the high seventies to to mid eighties, almost every week, he was blowing that away every single week. He was unstoppable in the second half of the season last year. Unstoppable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, just a
0: a terrific player. I know you like the backup. Uh, You want to talk about him for a minute? Yeah. So Blake Bell is kind of a funny guy. He's He's a, he's a big dude. Um, you know, he's been on this roster a couple of times now. He spent last year with the Dallas Cowboys. But, you know, look, this is an offense. If there's an injury that happens to one of the star players, they're going to look to do things through this offense. So he, he's such a large presence, and, and he's a gifted athlete as well. I'm not saying he's going to give you uh, Kelsey-type production, but but maybe on rosters where... Uh, You know, if you only have if if you have extended roster uh, space, and you know you want to back up Kelsey, and you don't want to spend any money, and staying within the Kansas City offense, would it be a crazy strategy to handcuff Kelsey with a guy like Bell? And when he comes to the bye week, you just stream somebody else in. I, I wouldn't call that crazy at all because I think if something were unfortunately to happen to Travis Kelsey, I think Blake Bell could be actually productive in this offense. And Noah Gray's been getting a lot of hype as well. And Yes, exactly. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. You know, again, they have some depth in this particular group. So if you're looking at one of the two players, yeah, they're they're both here. We should keep an eye on both of these players. But I think you can add one of them as a handcuff to Kelsey, depending on... Right now, they are listing Bell as the second tight end here. But to your point, Gray has been getting some hype in camp.
1: Yeah, and uh, the defense—I I don't trust their defense. I don't have them as a as a defense that I feel must be drafted. Uh, I know they score a lot of points and they get up on teams, but they give up a ton of yards. They give up points. I don't trust their defense. And Harrison Bucker is obviously a, a kicker that has to be drafted in all formats.
0: You know, it's funny though. Last year, Butker—he had a wacky year where he missed a lot of extra points last year, and and, and he didn't miss them. And it and, and impacted his, you know, his production. He actually has taken a step back the last two years. And, 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 you know, look, this is a this is a very efficient offense, but Andy Reid definitely has full confidence to to march out Harrison Butker consistently. But where he was inconsistent last year was definitely with the field goals. It was a string, sorry, with extra points. He, he was pretty solid in field goals, but he missed a bunch of extra points last year. Very surprising in the past he's been extremely steady at that.
1: Yeah, I know. He, you know, I yeah, that that's true. Uh, it was a wacky year, but he checks all the boxes. Uh, is he on a team that will be in the opposing red zone often? Check. Does he have a coach that sends him out for 50s? Check. Does he have the ability to make those 50s? Check. So, yeah, I mean, I understand that. And the kicker position, that, as you could see, can flip-flop. There were some guys who a couple of years ago were elite guys. And then, you know, last year especially, they weren't even in the top ten of 12, but uh, I think Harrison Bucca is a pretty safe wager.
0: All right. That sounds good, Wiz. All right. So Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football uh, Podcast. uh, We are going through the AFC. We're halfway through the AFC West. We'll be back on the other side. We'll be talking Las Vegas Raiders. So Wiz, thank you very much for your in-depth analysis as always. Talk to you about the Raiders in a few. You got it. Are